ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Ando. And I'm Fer. And we host Niña Bien Podcast. We want to invite you to listen to our show. Niña Bien means good girls in Spanish. But you have to know that this is not a podcast for good girls. Or for girls at all. It is a comedy podcast. So everyone is welcome to listen. We talk about sex, relationships, technology. We recommend movies and TV shows and discuss pop culture in general. And there is Chisme Ajeno too. A section we have just to gossip about everyone. So you'll find something you like here. And you'll practice your Spanish. The cleanest Spanish you'll find, we promise. And if you already hablas español, vamos, vamos a ser tus nuevas amigas. amigas. We'll be your friends for the non-Spanish speakers. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Hosted by Acast and available to all audio platforms. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com This is the Sin 71 podcast. On today's show, we are finishing up the preview of the Women's European Championship, focusing on Group C and D. I'm joined by Lucy Jade from the Edge of the Area blog and from one of the new Sin 71 contributors, Sean Mizra. We're two days into the Euros. It's already been a lot of fun. What does the next few days hold? Let's find out. I am here with Lucy and Sean. Guys, thank you very much for joining me um, to have a look at groups C and D of the European Championships coming up. Uh, Lucy, how are you doing? I'm not too bad, thanks you. All good, all good. Uh, where are you uh, phoning in from today? Yeah, good old Bradford. Nice. Um, did you make it to any friendlies? Because it was like Leeds. Did you head over to that one? Yeah, on stuck in traffic for two hours just to get there. We didn't think we'd make it in time. Oh, uh, for the uh, listener at home. Um, myself and Sean just made a uh, ooh face uh, when Lucy mentioned the two-hour jam. I'm not going to describe every facial reaction we do tonight. Um, I'm just you know just that one. Um, but yeah, two hours, damn, that's a yeah. I'm dreading going to Euro games with it. Yeah, um, I, I'm. I've got Brighton and Southampton that I would probably drive to. But now I'm like ooh, We're like ooh, and that's another uh, ooh face for everyone listening. Um, yeah, that, that doesn't sound fun. It's only about 20 minutes away normally as well. <laughs> oh, no. Well, it's the, it's the biggest crowd Ellen Road have had in ages, so, you know, it's fine. It's the biggest one we'll have in a long time as well. <laughs> oh, dear. Men's football. Uh, Sean, where are you calling in from today? I'm calling in from rainy Cardiff. It's beautiful as ever. But, yeah, very happy to be on. Cool. And you were just watching Wales versus New Zealand, or New Zealand versus Wales. Um, home or away. It's in Spain, so I oh, okay. I don't think anyone was home. But... No, it was a no. decent nil-nil game. Laura Sullivan really well again. And yeah, had a few chances against a higher-ranking opposition, so things hopefully looking good for World Cup qualification. Perfect. I hope that more of the home nations get in. Just... Because, yeah, there's a lot of so many good players in that Welsh squad. Shame Fishlock wasn't there. Um, but, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's for the best with a development up in America. But, yeah, other than that, other than Jess being away, it was a really strong team. So, can't complain, really. Cool, cool. Right, let's head into Europe, as it were. Uh, the European Championship is being held outside of Europe. The Netherlands. Now... They've got a very strong team in theory, but as we all saw on Friday night, they were, yeah, they had a World Cup qualifying game today or tomorrow. Uh, I can't remember which one it was. Um, it didn't didn't look good. I mean, then you were there, Lucy, so you saw firsthand. Well, they had a strong side out and they did well in first half, but second half, England picked up. And it does look a bit unsettling for Netherlands. Yeah. 
They are playing right now as we record this podcast. They, it's half time and they are 1 0 up against Belarus. Uh, Jill Rod scored from a Lika Martins assist. There we go. So at least they've put out a sl- slightly stronger team. No, it's about the same, to be honest. Yeah, that's pretty much the exact same team, just with Miedemar sitting up top now. So, yeah. We know they've got great players. Anyone based in the UK has seen Arsenal and what they've been doing with their Dutch players for a long time, or Lieke Martins from Barcelona. They've Surely they've got to pick up and, and you know, get a bit more headway at this, this competition. I, They have potential to scream failures to me out of all the big teams in this tournament these are the ones i'm not sure about yes they have all these great players but if you look at their world cup qualifying they're second in their group at the moment and played the same number of games as iceland who are top they've had two draws against the czech republic there's just there's just something there and i don't know what it is i think they could be found out this tournament that is a yeah it I can't decide. I've, I've I've got my little ranking of where I think they're going to finish in the group, which we'll talk about at the end of the segment. I, I still think they've got enough to go through. But, yeah, as you said, will they get found out? What do you think, Lucy? Do you think they're going to... Do you think their star, star performers are going to come good? It's one that's confusing me, because Mark Parsons, we've all seen it, is a good manager. He did well with Portland Thorns. He seems to have gone over there. He's got the big names, but he just can't seem to get them playing just right just yet. They might surprise us in tournament and come out and surprise us all, but who knows? It could go either way. Because they've got pedigree. They, you know, they they won. They're the holders. They're the reigning champs. And they were finalists at the World Cup in 2019. The difference? Serena Wegman. She uh, she she got a, a, a pay grade, a pay upgrade, I guess, or... Fancy the new challenge, won, won everything she needed to win. I don't think you can overestimate how much she's done for Dutch football, especially that squad. And perhaps maybe Mark Parsons being English, going to, into this tournament in England, there, there is that extra pressure on him. He may not say it out personally, but there must be something there inside that thinks, I've really got to get this right, this tournament. Uh, otherwise, I think he could be out the door with the talent in this squad. He needs to get to at least a semi-final, I'd say. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Because I mean, I, I'm trying to think of English managers that have gone from, well, I suppose um, Matt Beard, that have gone from sort of gone to the NWSL and then come back in some capacity into the. Aside from Mark Skinner, because he was only there for like five minutes. Um, I can't think. I mean, there's probably lists, and I'm not. I can't think of it all right now. But it's. It's not a developing league, which I would imagine would be as attractive for a federation like that. Maybe that's just my opinion of the NWSL, where it's just feels like a million miles away from everything we do over here. Um, but yeah, who do you think will? Who do you think will surprise us for the Netherlands? Who? What players? What players are going to be like? Actually, you didn't know about these. They are really good, and they're gonna they're gonna probably get a chance to shine. Uh, for me, I've found. Damaris Egarola. She plays for Lyon and she's had two caps and two goals from a defensive midfield position. And I think not many teams will carry that threat from deep with a goal scoring threat as well. So if she makes that push into from a defensive position to a forward position, I think she'll be a real danger for many sides. Yeah, fair, fair. Luce? For me, it's Jackie Gronin. I don't think we've seen full potential at Man U and at that game on Friday, she will one at standout players for him. So given chance, I think she will shine for him. Fair, fair. She is, yeah. I mean, it's another, it's another that I don't want to equate it to the men's. And I said this the other, time, the other day, Man United on the whole don't seem to get the best out of their players that, no. that, that, that we've got, that we've got, that are in, that are in, that are in the men's and women's for whatever reason. It just doesn't seem to be they're getting the best out of them. So yeah, I'm excited to see what I'm excited to see what the Netherlands can do because we all know they should be able to do better than they looked on Friday. But you know, they they had a World Cup qualifier to think about, so we'll give them a bit of a, a bit of a pass on Friday. Just yeah, just because. Right, and then we are going to head to Sweden now. 
they've got to be one of the favourites. If if there's three favourites, Sweden are one of the three, surely. As much as I am a Welsh person, I do not want England to win, but I have to acknowledge they are one of the favourites. But for me, this Swedish team are the favourites. They're just If you just look through the experience, the youth, there's just everything is going the right way for them. And I, I would love to see them win this European Championships. Yeah, they're um, yeah, exactly. I mean, exactly that. I can't. That's what I was gonna say. Uh, their coach was on the their pitch podcast that came out today. He sounds amazing. He sounded really fun. He was a really happy guy. Um, spoke really well of all of the players and just had a really fun interview. And that was, yeah, I think. And if that's the mood that's going into this tournament, they're gonna do some do some damage. Yeah, they've got a friendly against Brazil, I think, tonight, and there's 33,000 fans there in Sweden. And that, I think that momentum from the fans to the players, that is the biggest momentum boost I think you can have going into a tournament, knowing that you have this backing, there's this new record levels, and you can achieve and you will succeed kind of thing. Yeah, and they went a goal down in the first half, and they won 3-1 in the second. So they've come through that and they've got the crowd behind them and they've obviously gone in at halftime and said, look, it's 33,000 people here. <laughs> Better bloody win. And they pulled a result out, which we know that they can pull results out if they need to. Um, who are you finding that's going to be the players that will do it for them? Either, either Lucy or yourself, whichever you prefer to start. Well, I've got my eye on Magdalena Eriksson again. I think she'll be a key player, but there is quite a few in Sweden team that I think will stand out and shine. And I'm not ashamed to say I've got a Sweden shirt in the basket ready to pray for. <laughs> I might be English, but I think my money's going on Sweden. Is that just in case you're at the final and they're there and you can like swap shirts? Just to, We're actually to, to going like... to Netherlands and Sweden game. Oh, okay. It's one that I had to buy because I just need to see Sweden play because I think with team they've got... We're in for a treat. Yeah. Yeah. I'm ex- yeah, there's again so many good players. Uh like I just love what Rolfo's been doing at Barcelona this year. Um Black Stenia scored tonight and she had a good like the goal was really nice to see. It's a through ball and she runs past and just puts it in past the keeper. She's yeah, like her going to Arsenal in January, she has a lot of quality and we saw bits of it, but maybe she just didn't have a long enough to settle into the squad. But yeah, she is. She's lethal. Um, uh, Hedvig Lindahl in goal is, you know, it's been one of the best for many years. It's just, yeah, that team is so good. That squad is so good. It's, if I, I want to say that if it's not England, it's going to be them. So, you know, I'll take that bet, Lucy. Um, we'll see how much money. And it will obviously be, well, actually, both of you, I think, you know, Sean's going to be got the Sweden flag ready as well. Just so it's not England, eh? <laughs> no comment. We've got tickets for a couple of <laughs> games as well. And it's like, I hope Sweden's in them. Yeah. Well, that's it. I'll go to the final and then the two Southern England games. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. I just get more and more excited about this European Championship every day. Keep seeing the nine days to go, eight days to go, all that. I'm just like, yep, I'm ready. I want it. Absolutely want it. Right. We will... Just dip into Switzerland. Not, they're not firing. They're not, you know, they've, again, they've got some some great players. But I think the few standout talents that they have aren't going to be enough to drag that squad through to, through to the quarters. No, if you look at the form, I mean, 7-0 to Germany in a friendly, that's... You expect better from a Swiss. I know it's a friendly and it is Germany, but I think you'd expect better from a Swiss team. They had, they started the qualifiers well. And they're still only two points behind Italy and they're looking good for a playoff spot, but there's just something not quite there. And But if they turn up on their day, I, I would fancy them. If the Netherlands aren't firing, that final game in Sheffield, I think that could be an absolute belter of a game. Yeah, no, I agree. They are. They, I guess, hey, if they can get whatever problems or you know mechanics sorted out, yeah, they could, they could do something. But I think 
well, we'll get on to the final team in the group in a moment. Um, but I think they, they, I can't see them. I can't see them getting out of the group. I, I can't see it. I, I don't know. Lucy, what do you reckon? I think the rest of the group's too strong for them. And I think they needed a good run going into the tournament. I just think they might struggle on there. But you never know, they might surprise us. They might one-up Netherlands, you never know. Yeah, that is the that is the thing, isn't it? Like they could they could do something if other teams are faltering. Like Ramona Backman and Sigonovic, I can remember saying her name. Um, you know, they've got some good players, like you know, Leah Walty as well. I don't think she played the other day. I feel like I don't think she was in that game against Germany. Um for whatever reason. It didn't it didn't seem like it. I mean you couldn't see anything aside goals going in, to be honest. Um, which is not good for them. Where is it? Da, 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 da. No, she didn't play that game. So that's why I was like, okay, that's it again. So there's a, they've got some good players. And if they can get it, if they can underdog it a little bit, and maybe they've got some sort of staying power in that group. But, you know, there's people who have been watching them more closely than I will know more. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't quite fancy, fancy their chances. No, not at all. I'm not buying it. <laughs> no, not having it. Not having it. Um, right, and that brings us on to the replacement for Russia, Portugal. Now, again, Portugal have got some good players and they did okay in their qualifying groups and they, they only just lost out to Russia as far as I could see from the European Championship qualifiers. But they they didn't know until the May the 2nd that they were going to be in this tournament. So they've had not even two months to prepare. There's no official new football shirt, some kits. It's all going to be 2020 stuff as far as I can see. The federations just aren't quite ready for it. And they were playing yesterday. They played Saturday and they beat Greece 1-0. What do you reckon? Do you reckon they can do anything in that group, Lucy? I genuinely do feel sorry for them with how long it took you for to decide. And I think that's going to be a big factor in it all. I think they might get a few results, but close ones. But only time will tell. Yeah. I, and again, they've got some all right players. A lot of them do play in Portugal. But yeah, I don't know. It's just it's a, little, it's a little too little too late sort of situation, I think. But maybe they'll come through. Maybe they'll decide that they've got to show up and say, hey, we need we, we should have been here anyway, but for whatever reason, maybe it just didn't work in qualifying. But you know, they've got they've got Jessica Silver and, and Dolores Silver. There's a few silvers in the team. Uh, Dolores I saw at Atletico for a little bit and Jessica was at like Leon and some others, but I think she only spent a season and a half there. Um, so there's you know there is some good players in that squad. I mean they've got Diana Silva who's been Scoring goals, she plays Villa. But, mm. you know, I know it's a European Championship, so I know it's so important. But if you look at their World Cup group, they have got a massive game against Serbia in September. If they win that, they are looking really good for a playoff place for the World Cup. Are there, is their mentality towards that? Is Especially because they know they can get to the World Cup and they'll be over and they will have all this time to prepare. Maybe they've got one eye on that. But this would be a really good experience for them, I think, more than anything else, just to test themselves against the likes of the Netherlands, against Sweden, to see where they stand, really. Yeah, for sure. I was Someone else on another podcast, I think, said that this is probably the hardest tournament because it's like a lot of these European teams are so strong. So compared to a World Cup when you've got a couple of strong ones and a couple of further afield ones, you know, sort of Thailand and et cetera, where, you, you know, there's going to be some hammerings. This tournament, I don't think we're going to see a huge amount. I mean, maybe we will. Maybe we will see some runaway goal tallies. But I, I feel that it's going to be a lot closer, aside maybe for this one. With I, Yeah, I mean, I don't know, Portugal, yeah. Well, again, they haven't done a lot. They've had to get a squad ready. They've had to do this. They've had to do that. It's just, I think the practice, the, you know, their, their time is just, it's just not enough time. That's it. Just not enough time. 
So predictions for the group. So what we're going to do is, if you guys are free after the group stage, we'll come back and look at what happened in C and D, um, and see if we were right, basically, and see what we can you know predict for the for the, the last sixteen last quarters. Yeah. So I have a feeling Sweden are going to top it, followed by the Netherlands. I think they'll still get through because I think. Switzerland and Portugal just won't be able to handle what they've got up front. So yeah, Sweden, Netherlands, I say Switzerland, Portugal, purely because I think, as I said, Portugal just haven't had quite enough time. What do you reckon, Luce? Exactly the same as you. Okay. That makes it easy. (laughs) (laughs) And Sean, you reckon? Three out of three. I think it's the exact same. Three out of three. Ah. Well, I mean, I guess, you know, at least we won't, you know, if we're all wrong, then that's, that'll be interesting. Um, but yeah, I, it's, that's it. It's one thing dissecting the teams. It's another thing to actually think, well, how are they going to do in those few games? And I just, yeah, I don't see, I don't see it changing, but we will see. Okay. Before we move on to group D wild card, who of those four gets through? So it, which, how is it going to go? What's the, what's the, uh, storyline if if portugal stun everyone how is that going to be i want to i want to i want to see what you reckon to how like the weirdest situation in that group happens because i think we're all pretty much locked in that we know how it's going to go but what's the complete the complete thing you know Miedemar gets sent off and then has a free game ban I, something like this i just think <laughs> it's more than like it'll be a dutch capitulation I, I generally think they're we're not talking like fra- the French men's saga or whatever. I think there could just be something. There's just something that I do not trust about this Dutch team at the moment. Or if, if say, if Portugal get a draw against Switzerland in the first game and then beat the Netherlands, that would be cat amongst the pigeons. That would be, yeah. There's just something about this Dutch team. and I don't know what it is. So this is the bogey group. So we've got the group of death, which is group B, and we've got what I suppose is, is the England group that could be inferior, a bit of a walk aside Norway. This is the bogey group, right? There could be there could be issues in here that not for Sweden probably, but the other three could be all over the place. Yeah, what do you think, Lucy? Do you think there's going to be any what's the, what's the uh, Multiverse of madness. I think you've just in, jinxed in it one. now, and Sweden's going to lose all the games. <laughs> It'll just be typical. I, yeah, I mean, that'd be funny. That it, it'll be like, I'd love there to be just bet all bets are off in this tournament. I'd love that. I'd love it just to be like, oh, sh- no, I can swear in this one. I don't think we need to put a rating up. Just like, shit, what's going on? You know, like this is what 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 what's happened. I just hope that there's like just for for purely for like media content where everyone's just like oh my god I did not see this Twitter will melt down. I like the idea of that this being a bogey group compared to Group D, which I think Group D is fairly certain. But then you said Iceland did quite well in their group. So, but starting in Group D, France. Now, again, France are another strong team with a strong squad. But they seem, you know, the head coach is a bit of a nightmare. Is that going to cause problems down the line? So, full disclosure, I am part French. I can. My grandmother is French. I love France, and I've I've seen them as they've been in Wales's group for the World Cup qualifiers. I've seen a lot of them over this past few years. But I think what struck me the most about this French team is. They're in a stage where they can grind out results. They haven't played well. Like they didn't play well against Wales in either qualifier. They had to work really hard against both games, against Slovenia. But they've gotten over that line. And I don't think that's something they've done lately. And I don't think they're being talked about enough. I think no one's going into this talking about France. It's all Germany. It's all Sweden. It's all England. And I think that might suit the French, that no one's really hyping them up and they could slowly and surely to make progress and get far in this competition that's fair they yeah like just going around the back while everyone's praising england or whoever else 
and just yeah potentially i mean again they had a good result that they got to the semis right against uh the usa semis quarterfinals quarterfinals yeah that was it because we played the semis yeah so you know they they proved that they could get quite far and they i feel like they didn't lose that game badly it was only like one or two nil wasn't it it was or even two one i can't remember my yeah a lot's happened since the 29 world cup but yeah, I I'm, I think they they won the other night four 0 I forget the opponent. It's Cameroon. Cameroon, like that's maybe not a strong opponent, but you know I think they came out and did a bit better second half if if I remember correctly. Yeah, I I can't make my mind up on them. Maybe they will surprise everyone, but I yeah I don't know if that all that sort of I guess in the English press it's all about the head coach leaving out Henri in the somewhere. That is literally all I've heard from team. Oliver, it seems to be is these players are missing, but it's other players' chance to shine now. And if they want yeah. to make a name for themselves, they'll put the effort in and they'll go- do well in tournament. Who do you think is their main threat now? Honestly, I'm not too sure. But one I've got my eye on is Dali. I think she could be a key player for them. Yeah, that's fair. She's currently doing her thing at Everton but yeah again but then that Everton team is a funny one in itself yeah she she you can see what she can do on the ball and she could you know as long as she's got the right players around her she can create I think she struggled a little bit at West Ham and Everton because they just weren't following what she wanted to do you could see that she was doing trying to build up but then ended up having to pretty much go it alone to try and drag the team through it which is not useful in a team environment sometimes. I think there could be a lot of players that step up and surprise us just to keep a place for next year's World Cup. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'd assume France are going to go. There's, a, You mentioned the fact they've not had Henri and there's no Le Sommer, but they, they've not really been involved in any of the qualifiers either. They've always been left out. And I think this French team has grown because of that. You've got Katoto, who is absolutely fantastic. Diani has been... they've. But that wing, that right wing, you've got Diani. And the one I'm keeping my eye out for is Selma Bacha from Lyon. Mm. She is up and down. She is pacey up that wing. And she can track back equally. And I think her defensive awareness, her crossing ability as well, is going to cause problems. But I, I, I generally do think a lot of people are sleeping on this French team. I, from what I've seen on, on football Twitter and in, in articles and stuff, I haven't done a lot of listening to the, review, the, the previews, because obviously we're figuring out this one ourselves. Yeah, I I haven't seen what people have been saying, but I'm I'm, you know, I've got them down as top in this group anyway because I think they they're a strong enough side um, compared to the others in the in the group. But then this is also a very strong group. Um, moving, well, moving on to Italy because I think you know we could talk about the French team in a lot of more specific ways as well because I think as you said about all these incredible players they just need to get their results and if they are just grinding them out then that yeah that could be a bit of a worry if they're just yeah 1-0 here 2-0 there being strong I mean Renard you can't get past Renard in a lot of, well I mean you can but it's not easy and that partnership she got with Mbok Bati I think she's going to be I think she, this could be a breakout tournament you know again I was there for when they played Wales back in April or March. And while Renard would win everything in the air, obviously, but her speed and positioning, I think, is a really good complement with Renard. And the fact they play at club level as well, I just think they have that solidity now in the defence, which I think they've really lacked in recent years. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, like I've seen like Tunkara playing at Atletico. Um she was okay, but next to Renard, she just steps up and she goes up two levels every time she plays with her. Um, so, yeah. Um, it, again, it's a good squad. I think they're going to top the group. But I don't know if they'll do more in the tournament myself. But, yeah, that that will be another question in a little bit. So, Italy. Again, another very strong team. This group, this whole group is pretty... It's pretty strong. And I think 
it's going to be a tough, I think this is going to be one of the tough groups in for that reason as well. Um, you know, if you've got all these groups as different as different things, this one's going to be the closest, I reckon. I mean, if you look at the rankings behind France, you've got France in third, but then you've got Italy in 14th, Iceland in 17th, Belgium in 19th. Like, that is really... Com- I know Group B will is rightly the group of death, but this isn't far off at all, I don't think. Yeah, 100%. I think... It's interesting that Italy are as low as that. I thought they would have been a bit higher myself. Um, but I guess that's just the way of it. But they've got some... Again, they've got some great players, like... Even the ones like you know, a lot of them are guess Juventus and so many other places like like Girelli and Bonasera just know how to know how to get the goals, and that's it. Like there's just they've got a, a lot of that the players that can just drag the ball over the line, and and they're pretty solid defensively as well. They're like they're an angry team. It feels like I don't know why I don't know why I have that idea, but it feels like they're an angry team. It feels like they've just got something in them that's like right we need to we need to do this and they will they like well okay someone said this to me the other day it's not anger it's passion it's a passionate team and uh yeah i i i I retract my statement on them being angry they're very passionate and i think that that is going to get them over the line more than anything else um who should we be looking out for elsewhere outside of girelli bonanzea who else who else is going to come through I've got highlighted Angelica Sophia. She is a centre-half who plays for Roma. She's 21. She made three appearances and scored two goals. If that's not a threat at set pieces, I don't know what is. In fact, she's so young, she might, she could cause some problems. They've got Linari as well at Roma, so there's a good partnership. Sarah Gamma, incredible. Great defender. And again, they've all, these are all very well-established and well-known players um, throughout that team. Even like um, Aurora Gallia, Everton, which, I mean, that's, it's not her fault that Everton have had a really weird season again, but like you've got like, yeah, you've got Aurora Gallia, you've got Kenza Dali, and that team couldn't couldn't do what it needed to do, which was bonkers. Lucy, who else are we looking out for? I'll be honest, I don't really know much about the Italian team. So I'm just looking forward to watching them and being surprised by what I actually see. And I'm hopefully they're gonna surprise me. Yeah, that's fair. They they've there's a lot in that team again, which is it's, it, yeah, I don't know if it's group of death. It's it's a different there's a different title for that group, and I will continue to think about its specificity uh in a little bit. Now, one of so we'll get on to the last two. Belgium, again, I don't know a huge amount about Belgium. I know, like, you know, Tessa Willert, ugh, Tessa Willert um, from her time at City. And then uh, I feel like she went somewhere else. Or did she go straight back to Belgium and then nip on again? She's playing in um, Netherlands at the moment. Yeah. I feel like she went back to Belgium for a bit. Yeah, I think that's um, where she went straight after Man City. Yeah. There's a lot of players in that. There's a lot of players that play in Belgium in that team, which is good to see. It's just that that league is. I can't imagine that league's overly competitive, sadly. Um, but you know, you've got Janice Kamen from Lyon, who I feel hasn't really had a run out this season because of everyone else in that squad. But I don't know. There's again, there's like I saw like Julie Beesmans when she was playing at Bristol. Again, moved on quite quickly. Moved, went back to Holland. Went to Holland, not back to. Um, so there's a lot of players. Like, again, this is this is a team I don't know a huge amount about. Are they gonna? Are they gonna do? Are they gonna get out? I mean, we, we assume they're not gonna get out of that group with the strength of France and and Italy. But could they at least get some points against maybe Iceland? I mean, I hate to bring up Wales again, but I saw the when they played in the Pinatar Cup, they played against Wales in the semi-final. semi-final. And I think the word scrum is solid. There's no real weakness. There's no real strength, but they are a solid team, I would say. They do miss a couple of chances, but defensive-wise, they're quite compact. So I think they will stifle a lot of teams and make them 
make teams figure them out, I think. But yeah, I don't see them getting past France. Italy, possibly. Fair enough. Do you think there's anyone in that in that team that could actually go up a uh, get into the public eye a bit and maybe get a, a bigger move from one of these Belgian clubs? I've highlighted Marie Minard. She has just completed a move to Andelec from Bruges, but she's a bit of a box-to-box midfielder. She'll work tirelessly, and especially against a team like France who like to play in the in the in the thirds of the field, I think she could do really well against them and possibly stand out this tournament. Fair, fair. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm not. Again, I haven't seen it, but I will look out. Um, again, anyone that's gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and watch as many games as I can, and hopefully, I will see the results uh, go to go Belgium's way. Anyone else you think we should see, Lucy? See, for me, I'm a Man City women's fan, so I just can't wait to see Tessa Wool out again. I've missed watching her play. She was one of my favourites when she was there. And I just can't wait to see her again. So moving from Belgium, so again, like a bit of a quick, a little bit on Belgium, not a huge amount on Belgium, but going to Iceland. And they've got some great players. Jons Dot here for, from Wolfsburg. Like every time she, she looks so impressive all throughout that Champions League campaign. I saw, I, I didn't see a lot of the, Frauen Bundesliga. Um, but yeah, she looks she looks impressive. I'm not saying they can win, but if you want a dark horse, I think Iceland are your dark horse. They've just you just look at them, that's something that the club some of these players play for, and like they have got a really good they've got that really good blend of youth and experience in this particular squad. And I just I really think they can do some damage this tournament. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, you know, Sarah Bjork Gunnarsdott has just gone to Juventus from Lyon. She's still looking. She's you know she's come back from having a having a child and go you know straight back in to to fully competitive football. Which again, I love that. Um, but she's yeah, she's she's a very good player, and having a bit of time off to come back for this, it's going to be in you know exciting to see her back at back at full capacity. But yeah, there's so many. There's again, yeah, it's like you said, there's a lot of very good players in this team. I, I haven't been following their results. I haven't seen any of their friendly results. Uh, Brynja's dot here as well from West Ham is a very good player, very solid midfielder. Had a, had a decent campaign this year for West Ham. This was it was their highest. West Ham recorded their, I think, their highest results ever um, in the WSL, and it was down to players like her. Yeah, I was, they haven't played any friendlies yet before this tournament but they their last couple of games they've beaten Czech Republic in their qualifying group and Belarus lost 5-0 to the USA in the She Believes Cup but you know they're top of a qualifying group that involves the Netherlands and you've got to be doing something well if you're topping that group have they got any warm-up games I'm trying to look I can't see any warm-up games for them they must they must have one at least I'll have a quick look uh... Am I just not seeing that? Am I just like is unless they've got a qualifier shout, before? But shout out to Forza for the uh, the up to date responses. But are they playing to playing Poland tomorrow? Okay. And yeah, they haven't played a competitive game since well a game since the twelfth of April, as you said. So they, but they beat the Czech Republic, and they beat Belarus, and then yeah, lost to. Well, they beat the Czech Republic twice. The last two games have faced Czech Republic. They won. They lost to the USA five nil. Uh, you know that's a that's a that's a gimme kind of. So they've they've they're coming off a good streak in theory, aside aside the Americas, and they're playing tomorrow in Poland. So I would imagine they'll win that. Um, what is that? Sorry, this is a terrible podcast etiquette. Uh, it's not even saying it. that's why it wasn't showing up on the thing I've got here. That's, oh no, it's right there. It is just a friendly. It's not a qualifier. So. At least it looks like at least one friendly, which is that enough? Is that enough to get them game game ready for this tournament? I, I don't think. Oh. I mean, you'll ask some people and some people will say, oh, friendlies are everything. Others will say friendlies are meaningless. So it might be a good idea risking no injuries, just having that one friendly player starter. They have match fitness and then a week or so later they have that first game. So it could work. 
Yes. Lucy, you know much about Iceland? All I know is with names in that squad, there could be a real threat. A threat that a lot of people are writing off too soon. Well, yeah. I mean, it's again, it's a tough group. It's it's not the bogey group. It's not the group of death, but it's... Oh, I'm still trying to think of a good good analogy for the, this group. Um, the group of second place. The group of false hope. Uh, no, I won't dwell on these names. That wasn't very good. I'll come up with something better and edit it in post. Um, but yeah, I, I can't, like, I've got it. So my, my standings on this one is France, Italy, Iceland, Belgium. I think Belgium will come last. I think Iceland will come third if Italy and France do as I expect them to do, which is be forces to reckon with. But again, he said Iceland have got a good team, a good squad as well. So, what do you reckon? Any 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 changes on that on that running? I've got France, Iceland, Italy, Belgium. Oh, you think Italy aren't getting out? No, I. You don't think they're getting? I out? have so much faith. For this Icelandic team, I just this this is it for them. I think. Fair enough. They're uh, yeah. They've, I mean, they're already angry that they had to play at Man City's academy stadium. So yeah, let's channel that and get some good results. <laughs> Let the four thousand people that are watching uh, see them win. Luce, what have you got for the standings? I've got France, Iceland, Belgium, Italy. You think Italy are going to come last? I don't know. I think Belgium could just do it. I think it's going to go down to the final day of that group. That is, that's bold. That's really bold. <laughs> I'm, yeah. Oof. I mean, I, I, I almost want to harken back to the, the, the story about France. Everyone underestimating France, but I think you're very underestimating Italy there. But we would, uh, yeah, like, I'm I'm all in for that bet as well. I've just got a feeling that that group's just going to have the biggest shock of them all. So the bogey group is group C. D is the shock group. The shock group. Oof. Okay. Yeah, I can see I can see one of them stumbling at the first hurdle. One of the bigger names. That's yeah. Okay. I mean, there goes my multiverse question because it's <laughs> you pretty much said it already. I think you've answered that already. Um, who? So of those, of those eight teams we've discussed so far, the eight squads, the eight nations, which of those eight is going to either win it or come out highest or finalists from that section? Sweden. Sweden. I think it just is Sweden. It's kind of their time, right? They've been knocking on the door in so many tournaments. They've kind of, yeah, they've got to, definitely got to do it. And I mean, like, if not just for Hedvig Lindahl to get a good send off, I'd like them to do it. I'd like, I'd like, if it's not anyone else, if it's not England, I'd like it to be Sweden. It's, yeah, they definitely deserve getting to that final and getting the right result. But I want it to be England, not really. Who do you reckon, Lucy? It's got to be Sweden. I've just got a feeling 31st of July, I'll be sat at Wembley with my Sweden shirt on. Who are they going to be playing? Well, that could be anybody. <laughs> that's why it's a, that's the question. Who, yeah, who do you think it's going to? Be, who do you think it's going to, they're going to face? I think it might be a shock, and it could be Spain. Ooh, ooh, okay, okay. Spain versus Sweden in the final. You've got a, you've got a lot of faith in the Spanish team as well, then. Yeah, they're big underdogs for me. I think a lot of people have written them off too soon, and I think with results they've been having. We could see some surprises. I think everyone, well, the last podcast we spoke about how if you that if you stop Alexia, you stop Spain, and I just don't think that's true. I think they're gonna top that group of theirs, and yeah, I think they'll get they'll they'll get pretty far in the tournament. I think they've just got too many good players, aside of the ones that are Barcelona household names. Yeah, the squad is for a lot of Barcelona, but like it wasn't. I think it was only two of the goals were scored by Barcelona players against Australia and the rest of them were scored by, yeah. 
there's just something yeah. about them. I'm not sure what it is, but they're just standing out front crowd. And yet, and I said it the other day, the pitch they played on. Did you see that match? Spain, Australia? Like that pitch was garbage. They were, they were playing in Huelva and I guess they had just forgotten that there was an international coming up and they were like, yeah, we, we'll be back at the end, start of next season. We'll replace the pitch, all this stuff. It's like, no, you've got a women's international. It's like, ah, oh, crap. We've got three days to turn this yellow into a green. And they uh, they didn't succeed. Terrible. So like the idea of like Spain playing like quick pass football in a bog and coming out 7-0, it's, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, they are, yeah, I think they're going to be a, a force as well. But I, and this is why I'm just really excited. I think that it's going to be, there's like maybe between three and six that could definitely win it, but there's maybe three or four more that possibly could. I think it's going to be it's closer gonna... than other years. I think it'll be yeah, one of oh, the closest yeah. ones we've seen. Well, that's what you said. That's what I said just, just now. Like, it's the most competitive international tournament, I think, at the moment. Because there is, yeah, the quality has just risen in the last three or four years from all around these these European nations. It's yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. I, yeah, that's it. That's the that's the the buzzword is I'm excited for this tournament because it's gonna yeah, like I think it's gonna be a lot of people here and there's gonna be a lot of well, it seems like a lot of tickets are going up for resale already. Um, I think people have just realised things or maybe can't get like travel arrangements or hotels or anything like this. It seems like there's a lot of tickets being put up again on uh, shekicks.net who are hosting the Twitter unofficial ticket swap, it seems. I think a few it's... are where they're allocated as well. It's like we've got a couple of spare tickets now because the mm. people going with us can't do with being set up at the top of the stadiums. That's it. Like I, I absolutely hate getting tickets where you can't choose your seats. Like, oh, I don't, I don't want... If I don't know where I'm going to sit, why would I bother? I'm like, I want to sit in this specific area. It's like, well, here's a section. It's the entire one side. Maybe you're in the middle. Maybe you're, you know, like we're at the top, maybe at the bottom. It's like, no, I want I want to know where I'm going to sit. Yeah, I'm, And they could have easily done that. I'm only going to two games at, at the moment, but I've been beh- I'm behind the goal for both and they're small stadiums. So I'm, I'm off to Brentford for the first time for, to watch Germany versus Denmark. And then up to Rotherham to watch France versus Bel- France versus Italy. So, so that, that that's the good one in that group. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Never been to Rotherham. I'm sure it'll be lovely. It's quite a nice stadium. Is it? Yeah, we went there for England, Sweden. Okay. And it is actually quite a good stadium. I look, I look forward to it. Yeah, I, I, never, I don't think I've maybe I've been through Rotherham. I don't think I've been to it specifically. Uh, but yeah, so I've actually not been to St Mary's or the Amex, so I'm excited for those. Like my one of my favourite things about watching women's football is when they do play at the men's stadiums, and that we get to what well, no when they play at the club stadiums, and you get to go for like a tenner. Like, yeah, cool. I'd like to see what this ground sounds like. As a Brighton fan, I can say you will thoroughly enjoy the Amex. It is all the seats are padded. You don't need to pay extra for the post seat. They're all padded seats all around the ground. It's a it's a lovely ground. Not in Brighton. It's a bit of a pain to get there travelling, but it's a it's a really nice ground. Yeah, well, that's like the Emirates as well. They're, all their seats are padded. I was sat there with a friend of mine, and we used to. He was at point watching Atletico as well, and that was a new stadium and they didn't have padded seats and the Emirates had padded seats and we were just like, whoa, this is good. This is very nice. Yeah, I'm excited for padded seats. I think my seats aren't so, I think it's, I can't remember, it's Southampton or Brighton. One of them is not as good seats-wise. And then the, the final, I think, final is the final. I mean, it's just going to be a great atmosphere anyway. So it's, I, can't, I don't think I've got great seats for the final. But like, that's it. You pay like X amount of money. I think we had like category, whichever was the most expensive category, like the the of the few in all of them. And like, they're not great seats, which is a real shame. Who are you bucking to get to the final then, Tom? In my, I think it's going to be England, Sweden. I just think that we've shown enough across the board that we will get there as England. 
and I think against Sweden as well. I think Sweden will do it. I don't know if we'll. I want us to win it. I think it will be close. But then, uh, what could happen is England get just such so built up with outside momentum from the country, and the, then the expectation dawns on them, and they just get like a, a bit caught there with the uh, pressure. Because I think that they're sort of like, yeah, you know, we haven't got a lot of pressure. We're doing really well. and But when it gets down to it, it maybe it will get them. Well, we've got that semi-final curse as well, haven't we? Yeah. Exactly. That's just what I can't see past the last three semi-finals. So you think they'll get Spain in the semis and lose to Spain? It'll be just their luck, yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, no, they can't. They have to get, they'll get Spain or Germany if they come out of the group because it's A and B. So they'll get that directly, won't they? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. Pretty, yeah, so it should be. It will be England and whoever from Group A versus first and second from Group B. So it will be Spain or Denmark or Germany, which again, Group of Death. Um, we'll have to play someone tough there regardless um, to get through to that semi-final. So, yeah, I think... Yeah, I don't know. Oh, it's... Yeah. It's... It's just, it's just so exciting. It's just so exciting. Who did I even write down yesterday? Uh, the other day. See, like Norway could come and back and get us in like the semi-final, which is entirely possible if they if they jail a bit more. So it, yeah, it's just gonna be exciting. I, I am fully backing a Sweden Norway final. I am fully on I'm fully on board. The the Hegerberg Hegerberg Express. We are all aboard, and she, she's just gonna lead them. She's gonna just. Because she's been out the team for so long, she's gonna she's turned out right now. Now we get serious. I think I think they can get there. Yeah, I, I mean, again, that's it. There's so many, there's so many good players that I'm so invested in that I want to see do well at the cost of the only bit of national pride I have, which is for the women's football team. You know, like I, oh, I don't know. It's it's a tough situation to be in. Women's football is great, and I just want every, I want everyone to win. Technically, this whole championship is about everyone winning. Um, I don't know how many people. I don't know how many tickets they've reserved for the final, depending on who gets there. Because I think every, you know everyone's got tickets for it. Because it's just going to be such a nice environment. So it'll be interesting to see if actually any fans turn up of the team that, that managed to get there. If it's not England or someone, but yeah, it's, I'm excited. I'm excited. I keep saying this. I'm excited. It's just, it's getting closer. <laughs> Who do you think would be the dark horse? Who do you think dark horse can win it then? If your money's on Sweden, who's the, uh, ooh, who's going to be the dark horse? Can I count France as a dark horse? It feels wrong to count them as a dark horse, but no one's talking about them. And that, I think that's danger. That is a danger. They, they're learning. They're learning quickly. Like they, <laughs> they can do something. They are. So, oh, okay. So that group is Jurassic Park, France, and the Velociraptors. Yes, yes. That's what that group is. They are the Velociraptors of of the uh, tournament. Okay. Yeah. Okay. European Championship teams as dinosaurs. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we won't start that because we'll be another hour. Um, <laughs> But that's for sure. That's definitely the, that's definitely the name of the group now. Um, yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. It's as you said. Dark horse doesn't sound right. But if everyone again, if everyone's looking one way and they just swoop in, who knows? Lucy, who do you reckon? Who do you reckon's the the outside chance? It has to be Spain again. Horse. If we get to the final, I think they can do it. Yeah. But Spain, Spain are your main pick, right? I'd say Sweden were my main pick. Sweden in the main. Okay, yeah. Sweden in the main. Spain are the Spain are the, the second. Yeah. But but you had a Sweden Spain final, so Yeah, it'd be a bit of a tough one to support. <laughs> outside of so who do you reckon outside of those two? Because you that was your final pick. Who do you reckon could be the the other Swedish opponents? Honestly, I think it could go to anybody. I would like to see England there and I lo- would love to be there when they lift a trophy. But I don't know. I think that semi-final curse will get them. Oh, like, 
yeah. You, oh, you're bringing me down. Oh, you, you're harshing the, you're, you're harshing the buzz for sure. Doing the opposite here, <laughs> I will admit. <laughs> I don't know. I just can't see past that semi-final curse. It's just happened too many times. But surely we've got to break it at some point. Well, exactly. Curses are meant to be broken, as much as I believe in curses. All, all bias aside, and it, it pains me to say, I, they, I generally think they can win it. You look at this squad, and I. It's the manager for me as well, more than anything else. If you cannot win with Serena Wiegmann, I don't think it will ever happen. She's proven so much. She's played such an attractive brand of football. and She's got the players for it as well. I just think they they generally can do it. As much as I don't want to see it, I generally think it, they really can win it. Yeah. Is, that, is, it, is it like when... Do you become British... When England win, I certainly do not. <laughs> but I just mean like you know, it's like when Andy Murray's playing tennis and he, we're British, and when he's winning, and then when he loses, everyone's like, "Well, he's Scottish, isn't he?" It's like, no, 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 no. He's, he's you're all in or you're all out. Like I wasn't sure if you were suddenly no. Be like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I annoyingly, what if England do win it? It'll do so much for Welsh fo- women's football. It'll do much for Scottish Scottish football, Northern Irish football. That. It will do a lot for all the home nations, I think, if England do win it. But mm. I will certainly not be backing them in any way. That is like again the home nations, like something that I want to see at the next World Cup is a good a good spread from the home nations. Scotland have got such a good team, yet they just can't seem to get it over the line in certain areas. And it's a real shame. I mean, they won four 0 the other day. Like they've got some of my favourite players from the WSL. So, you know, and Wales as well. Wales have got some incredible players. It's, you've got to hope that they, could, they can push it over. Because you think Northern Ireland, of, of those three, went through. And it's like, that's such a shame um, for Wales and Scotland, not for Northern Ireland. But it's not the one of the three I would have picked to, to be representing it in the Euros myself. But, you know. I'd love, I'd love for them to do something, even just to win one game. Because they're the lowest ranked team by an absolute mile in this tournament if they can win uh, win that game against Austria or something or get a, if they get a point off Norway or England that is that's huge that is huge for Northern Ireland so I really hope they can do something yeah yeah I do I, I agree I, like, I, I just want there to be a good standard of football I want every game to be competitive and I want there not to be any railroading results I don't think that that's going to be a good example if like someone just pulls up and puts 10 past somebody it's like I mean yeah it'll be sort of semi-entertaining to watch but the other team are just going to be so downheartened for tournament football and I and I don't think we're going to get it I don't think any final thoughts any final I think just like you I'm so excited I'm so excited for this tournament because I generally think it's so competitive. And, it's, and it's, that's yeah. really nice to say about women's football because everyone's like, oh, you will have that odd result. But I generally think all these teams can beat anyone on their day and that's really exciting. Mm. You see? I'm just on countdown now for six. I cannot wait to get to Old Trafford for that game. I think it's going to open a lot of people's eyes to women's game as well. And hopefully we'll see it across board next season. That is the hope, isn't it? That is the hope that everything that happens here is mirrored in the WSL moving forwards. Attendances and players coming over and, yeah, all of the, uh, you know, the clubs putting their teams in the uh, bigger stadiums on a more general basis that aren't already in there. But I, even yeah, down to National League level as well, I think we could see yeah. an increase right down there as well. well. I mean, a lot of these teams, a lot of these clubs don't, people don't know that they they have a women's team there, a lot of them. So, you know, like Newcastle got 22,000 at St. James's for their game. And they are a in, good like, team because we were against them last season. Yeah. And they've got good potential. And that's it. Like, but I think I saw that this is getting off the Euros a little bit, very briefly. That they aren't changing the championship; it's still one up and one down, basically. Yeah. Which is, which 
yeah. So again, they're going to see a, an up, another up turn in people coming to watch women's football, and the end result is still the same. Which is a shame. Yes. I thought I was going to hear a swear then. I don't know why. <laughs> um, I thought that's what I was going to hear. I was like, oh, I have to put another warning at the front. There is one form of profanity. Um, right. Well, we will leave it there. Thank you so much for both joining. Um, yeah, I hope your predictions mostly come true. Um, aside maybe Lucy's, Sweden's, Spain's uh, final. But yeah, everything else I, I want to see happen. I want to see, I want to, I want to come back to this after the group stage and see if we were right, if we were wrong, or if the Jurassic Park group just proved to confuse everybody and uh, Belgium uh, the winners. Congratulations, Belgium. Who knows? Who knows? Anyway, thank you so much, guys. Ha- have a great rest of the evening. And you too. Thank you. Thanks again to Lucy and Sean. This is going to be an exciting tournament. I hope you're all ready. We'll be having some more coverage uh, coming up soon. I think some collaborations with the Woso show as well. So yeah, an exciting time. And uh, thanks for listening. If you are on an app that allows you to rate, review or subscribe, please do. Please just give us some feedback. We're on Twitter at at Since71blog. Yeah, get in touch. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.,